0: Hello and welcome to Dreams and Grace. My name is Eric Hubbard and I do want to thank you for being with us as we continue on in the study of the Word of God. Today we're going to end our series on how to avoid running on empty. And our last subject is going to be about the heart. There are two ways you can reach us. First, at uh, gmail at pastoreric 523 gmail.com. Again, pastoreric 523 at gmail.com. Or you can write us. At Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And again, we're gonna continue this study today, and talk about how to avoid running on empty. And when we're talking about running on empty, we're talking about that feeling of um, of lack of not having that. You know, there are times when we seem to be to have ascended into the heavens. And we can hear God's voice and that uh, some people get the tingling or they have a feeling of God. And there are other times I've heard others say, well, you know, I prayed today and feel like my prayers didn't reach the ceiling. And in reality, in, in the spirit, we don't have to. Our prayers don't have to go up. The very Holy Spirit is within us. The Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of God, not a spirit of God, is in all, is in every born again believer in every born-again believer, you have the Spirit of God residing on the inside, and I believe that the second work of grace is the uh, being filled with the Spirit. How that we walk in the power of God and the authority of God. But I want to speak today about the heart, and we're going to start out in the book of Romans. It's a very familiar scripture, but I think one that's needed this morning as we begin this talk. So this is going to be in Romans 10th chapter. We're going to start a reading around the 8th verse. And Paul again is talking to the Roman church, but let's concentrate on these things that he says about the heart. And to just give you a brief definition of the heart and how I think that we should see it scripturally. The heart is where we have our mind, will and emotion. It's it's our uh, some people will say it's the soulish man. It's the soulish man where, you know, we it's where our our uh, desires are, it's where our very will it's where where the oomph that we have, you know, that pushes us on. But it's also where depression and guilt and sorrow can reside if we allow it. And we all gonna suffer a sorrowful moments so when there is time and times of loss, um, whether it be from a marriage or from a death of a loved one or from a, uh, even a lost opportunity where we, we, we will have those because we're human, but we don't wanna live there. We don't want to live in guilt. You know, there are going to be times when we all will miss the mark. The way you will err, you will fall. and But we all know that we have Jesus Christ the righteous on the inside of us. Knowing that you can't send away Jesus. The Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. God loves you. But I also want to say that then, in Romans 6, it talks about how that... Uh, Uh, Paul tells, he says, how shall we continue in sin? Shall we rather, shall we continue in sin uh, that grace may abound? He said, no. So what he, and he said it with an emphatic no in saying that we were not saved to sin, but we are saved from sin. And I believe that's one of the mistakes that many, when they hear the message of grace, they hear the message of uh, of the abundant love that God has for us, that they feel as though People are getting a license to sin when nobody needs a license to sin. But when I was talking about the heart, we know within ourselves that it is in the heart where decisions are made. And going on to even say that when I talk about the heart, I'm talking about even your mind, our mind, my mind is where that battle is, is to where we have to determine within ourselves. You know, I choose to follow God. I choose to follow Christ Jesus and Because he said that he's my righteousness. Because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because he said that I've given you power over all the powers of the enemy. We can walk in the authority of God. And it's in the arena of the mind. It's in the arena uh, of our heart to where we make uh, those decisions, those life decisions. To say, you know, if this hurt me or this made me angry. But you know what? God is able. And he's going to, if he took me through that, he's going to take me through this and know that God has a history with all of us. We all have had times where, you know, we were down or we couldn't, we didn't see, we didn't see a way how to get out, but somehow, some way by the grace of God, we made it through. And in faith, it's not for us to figure out how to get, uh, how we're going to make it through It's for us to believe that God has already made a way. We are just looking for that manifestation and praising God that it's already done, and we do that within our heart. We get the Bible says, "The joy of the Lord is our strength," <clears throat> and if we walk in that joy, if we possess it, even in the midst of sorrow, even in the midst of loss, even in the midst of of, of falling and know and having failed, and saying within ourselves, "Lord, uh, forgive me. Help t- help me, Lord God," and know within ourselves that He forgives. He's forgiven us of all unrighteousness, all sin. He's done it already. But what he wants us to do is get up, move forward, dust yourself off, uh, come to him. And that's what I have chosen to do. And what every one of us, who, if you're going to walk in victory, you have got to say, you know what? History is does not determine tomorrow. History has never won a battle. History has never won a game. Yes, history is back, back out of my past, your past. It, it says, okay, you know what? This happened yesterday or this happened 10 years ago, but it does not determine your today nor your tomorrow. What we have to do is say, you know what, Lord? I trust you with my life. Yes, sickness, uh, a certain sickness, a certain ailment, a certain crippling disease may be in your DNA of the past. But you know what? In Christ, we have a new father. The Bible says old things, those old things, they passed away. But all things have become new. Those old things, that old mind, that old, you know, things that we used to come to a decision and, you know, we couldn't pass. uh, uh, You couldn't pass a bottle, liquor bottle. You couldn't pass the the joint. If you sniffed it, you go find it out. And so you get uh, uh, to get you a good, 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 good inhalment of whatever uh, poison Satan had. But now you are a new creature. I am a new creature, and we have the God within us. Say, so you know what? By the power of God, I have overcome this. I am overcoming this, and that life, that former life, you would to join your in in, in in being offered to you. It could be in your very hand. But you said, you know what? I have victory over this. You got you got to say the same thing about that piece of cake that you know. And it's the, probably the fourth piece of cake that you have. And you've been praying about God, help me to lose this weight. Father, help me, Lord God. But you have the power to say, you know what? I'm not eating this today. I've had my portion. I'm not going to go this way. I'm not, that's not my husband. That's not my wife. That's not uh, this person, whether you're married or not. Well, you know what? I'm single. You know what? I'm going to walk with God and trust Him that He's going to, that, that I am going to meet the man or meet the woman that for me, and I'm going to move forward in God. You have to say within yourself, if you are married, you know what? This is. This marriage that God has placed us in and we came into it both with a desire to, 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 to our success is to love each other and to I was sacrificed for him and he was sacrificed for me or I was sacrificed for her and she was sacrificed for me and maybe somehow or another things didn't, are not going as you would have them to go. But when we... Put our trust in him. Is in, the Paul said, or James rather said, you know what? He said, cast all your cares. No, I'm sorry, it's Peter. He said, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares much for you. God cares about you. You are his special daughter. You are his special son. You are a child of the living God. You are a child of the king. You have the, inheritance, the same inheritance that Jesus has. You have. Scripture says that we sit in heavenly places. Although we live on this earth right now, we, in the spirit, we already have inherited heaven. That's why Jesus said, Occupy. Occupy till I come. Because we have the mind of Christ and our hearts are being set by what we hear and by what we consume. Because what we consume goes into our heart. And what goes into our heart We begin to uh, meditate on and think upon whether it's good things or bad things. So let's finish out here in Romans. It says, Romans 10 and 8, it says, uh, What say is it? The word is not thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is what the word of faith which we preach. That if thou will confess with the mouth, thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And that's why I said a few minutes earlier about how that in our heart, That's where those life decisions are made. And if we can just believe. And Jesus gave us his faith. He has given you the faith. And some would say, well, you know what? I don't have the faith. No, if you are a believer, you have the faith of Jesus Christ. Over in the book of uh, Galatians 2 and 20, Paul begins to tell the Galatians, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the son of God. I live, you live. Every believer lives if you will access that faith by the Son of God. That's why I say what Jesus has, you have. 1 John 4.17 says that as he is, so are we in this life, in this present life, in where we are today, you can live as he lives. You can walk in health, and not only in health, but in divine health. In a place in God that where you know within yourself, I'm not worthy. Who is worthy? But we are worthy because of Christ, of what Jesus did, because of what He did. We have inherited. We get what Jesus deserved, and He took what we deserved. We deserved all the punishment and of an eternity in hell. But what he deserved, because of the life that he lived, he, des- he he lived, he deserved heaven to rule as ruler of this earth, of heaven and earth, as king. That's why the book of Revelation says that we are kings and priests, because what Jesus did, and as I believe this in my heart, and to read that to you out of first John four seventeen, it says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have wholeness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Beloved, you must have this. I must continue to say this within ourselves, that as Jesus is, is Jesus sick today? No. Is he broken? No. I hear many say, well, you know what? I'm a broken person. That's what you went through. You might've been broken yesterday when you heard the news of whatever catastrophe or loss or failure or whatever it may have been that it could have been on the outside and now your heart is broken, but you don't have to be broken for the next 30 years of your life. Yes, there is a time to mourn. Yes, there is a time to cry, but let God heal your heart. For in the heart, Come the issues of life, all of that that worth that Jesus said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks let's go now, and so over in Romans in Romans not, Romans not only talks about what's uh what the, the salvation how we receive it, we receive it in our heart, and see this is what Satan wants to do, and when we're talking about how to avoid falling running on empty, we know that if when we magnify God, when we give him thanks when we uh, uh imagine good and good the good things that God has already prepared for us, but also when we protect our heart by by uh uh the things that we allow to enter in, we receive salvation because we we receive what Jesus had already done. Now let's see, let's let's read what 1 Corinthians 1533 says. First Corinthians fifteen thirty three And Paul now is talking to the Corinthian church, and he says, "Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners." Again, it's about what we receive. Today, we have all of these things that are on the on the news, all of these things that um, uh, are being broadcast. And you know, you can't. I'm not saying that everything on the news is a lie, but I'm saying very little of what's on the news that you hear, whether you're reading it. Whether you're on the internet, on the television, on the radio, it's it's you know it's mostly bad. But if all that you hear on the news cycle, which goes 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and 66 on your leap year, you can hear, you can be filled and consumed with news from all over the world. But what we have to do is yes, we have to filter what we hear. What does that mean? It means that yes, I've, you, we all need to know what's going on in the world. But if you're going to walk by faith, if, you, if, if we're going to uh, uh, be encouraged in God, you cannot listen to the news every day every hour only hour that's all you hear all you on the internet looking up this looking up that oh i heard this oh i heard this new variant of, of COVID 19. now it's is it's, it's, it's sweeping across the world and i wonder what's it going to do for here what's going to happen in the us and, and what's it going to have what's how's it going to affect france how is it going to affect germany what's going to happen in africa what's going to uh what's going to be the effect in japan how is this war in um ukraine going to affect all of us yes we pray we pray because we are believers and we have the love of God on the inside of us. But God didn't ask you to carry that burden. He, t- he told us to pray. He says, ask and it shall be given. We pray for our brothers and sisters there in Ukraine and in Russia. We pray for those who suffer in Africa, even all over the world today in India, where there's one of the worst heat waves ever in history where crops are just dying in the field and people are wondering how they're going to eat. But these things have been happening in Africa for years. Where there's droves of locusts that's eating up everything they plant. And people are hungry and starving. So your heart can be overwhelmed. But what we do, uh, I believe it's in um, Psalm 62 says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Who and what is that rock? Jesus Christ is that rock. And when we have him within ourselves and say within ourselves, that Lord, I trust you. I pray for those who have earned lack. I pray for those who have lost. I pray for those who uh, find themselves in prison and wondering, God, how did I end up here? You know, sometimes life can just be like a tidal wave and you are with the wrong place, with the wrong people. You've heard those uh, as as uh, First Corinthians fifteen thirty three says that they become that person became deceived, and you know they were just taking a little money, you know I'll just sell a little bit of this, I, you know I need I, I don't know where else to turn, and somebody told them Hey man, you, everybody getting over, you know the man getting over, you don't need to get over too, and the next thing you know, you hear the clang of the uh, clank of the of the jail cell. And you wonder how did I get here? Because that heart became deceived; it did not trust God, and those that communication, that voice that Satan told you that God don't care about you. You got to get it for you. Get it. You get it. How you can get it? As I know the Bible says do unto others as if you would have them do unto you. But uh, I was heard. Uh, I think it was Fred Sanford in the in the in the seventies. Red Fox said, that do it, do it unto them before they do it to you. See, those are evil communication. He meant it as a joke. But some people take that as gospel. Well, so you know what? I think I need to take care of myself. And so they find themselves now, they have become corrupt. They have become evil. And their ways became evil until they were found out. Until they were discovered. Scripture says, Surely your sin shall find you out. You're going to be found out. But I say unto you, beloved, don't let your heart be corrupted by what you hear, by what you see. Don't become envious of evildoers. I believe it's over in uh, Psalms 24. He said, don't be, don't, don't be envious of them. There are going to be people who are, seem to be like the phoenix arising up into the heavens. And they got money. They got all the people around them. They got friends. They got cars. They got houses. And you know how they got it. Because you've seen it. And then we become envious that, man, they've been doing this for years. But they won't get by. They're going to wither and die just like the spring flowers. And in a few years, somebody will say, wait, what happened to so-and-so? What happened to him? What happened to her? Man, they've been they in jail for the next 30 years. Man, they were a shootout at the place. And man, they've been dead. Man, they've been dead for 15 years. Because the evil in the world, Satan just wants to consume. He's like, he is a cancer. He is a thug. He wants to take the love of God and, and banish it out of your heart and turn you against the love of God, which you know, which I know sustains us. But Paul told the Corinthians, he says, don't be deceived. By the evil that you hear. Scripture says that in the last days, man's heart shall be hardened. You know what that hardening means? It means good people can be hardened. How? You ever walk down the street and in uh on or be driving on the pathway and you see a certain person, you know, they they're homeless. And they're there for days, for weeks, for months. And when you first see them, you know you, you 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 have compassion for them, and you may give them something or something to eat. But they still there, every day, every hour, every moment, every second. They're still begging, and your heart can get so hard that you can walk right past them and say, "Mmm, need to get a job." You don't know their, you don't know their condition. If your heart is moved, give. I'm not saying that you have to give everything you have away to others, but I am saying that we all should have a heart of compassion and recognize and get, and get revelation and wisdom with that compassion about that when God moves your heart, see, that's how you should, we all should give. When we're moved with compassion, when, we, when love is there, we will want to help. When wisdom in there, there because we all know that there are people that out there and because of a few who deceive and take money as though they were uh, a beggar or they were homeless and you go and follow them home and they let their house bigger than yours and got fine cars or whatever those only those only a few people but there truly are people who need help and i pray that our hearts will not be corrupted by what we hear by what we see but we be filled with the love of God. You have it. As a believer, you have all the love that you will ever need. What we have to do is access it by faith. We love by faith. We forgive by faith. We receive by faith. Yes, God has already done it. He's done everything he's ever going to do. Every person that's going to be healed has been healed. It's up to them to access access it by faith. Paul says in Romans 5 and 1, he says that we have access by faith through, in, or through this grace wherein we stand. What is he saying? He says that we have access to all of the goodness and love and kindness of God by the faith of Jesus Christ, which God has put within us. He says again in another scripture that we, uh, we all, every man has received a measure of faith. The question is not whether you have faith. It is where you will use it to receive what God has already done. Faith does not move God. God's already moved. What faith does is agree that God has already done and receives it. And that receiving may require you to do some works. You may have to go and apply. You have to apply for that house. You have to put a bid on the house. You will have to uh, walk up and and, and and speak to that person or whatever the case may be. But faith is more than just believing. The Bible says that faith without works is dead. We have to put some action to our faith and receive what God has done for us. Let's move on today. Um, as we again, as we're talking about this and I want you to know that this is where God, this is where we are as a believers. This is where we God wants us to be is our hearts, it's a heart matter. And if you want to stay on fire for God, protect your heart. How do we protect it? By what we hear and what we allow ourselves to hear and how we hear. The word of God will come and is being put out in all every manner and fashion that you can imagine. But it's how we hear it. Are you hearing with faith and with a faithful ear? Or are you hearing with the ears of a skeptic? That's how the Pharisees heard. They heard with skepticism, said, I don't believe that. You believe that? I don't believe that. This man says he's we know we know his, we know who his mama is. Let's go over down. Let's go to now to how Jesus spoke about this. This is over in the book of Matthew, St. Matthew 16 and 5. And it says, Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And when he's talking about the day in the seventh verse. It's uh, 16 and 7 of Matthew. He says, the, the, he says They, the disciples, reason among themselves and begin to talk and say, What is, what is he talking about? And they reason among themselves saying, Is it because we have no bread? And Jesus said, in the, and it goes on to say, When Jesus perceived, he says, Oh, you of little faith, why reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? In other words, Jesus was saying that your spiritual heart, you are not hearing with your spiritual ear. See, the, the, the fleshly man, the Bible says he's enmity against God. The flesh does not, the flesh left its own will will never do the will of God. It takes a heart that's fi- that, that of faith, a heart that's hearing the word of God, a heart that says, I desire to follow God. And if that spirit has been renewed and that heart, is, is uh, reading and meditating on the word of God, they will dominate the faith and uh, dominate the flesh rather, and the flesh will have to obey because I have the faith of God in me. I'm hearing the word of God. I'm filling myself up on on, on on the good things of God, reading the word of God, meditating on it. So when I speak the word, it comes to pass. And so here's Jesus is saying, he says, oh, ye of little faith. In other words, he says, your heart. That's where your faith resides in your heart. We read a few minutes ago in Romans how that Paul says, he says, with the heart, man believes unto salvation. It's in the heart. It's the heart matter. And if you allow your heart, as we read earlier, to become corrupted by what you see, by what you hear, by what others are saying, then you will become corrupted. Because I'll say again, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 33, Evil communications corrupt good manners. It's by what we listen to, the music you listen to, what you hear on television. On public, I'm talking about public television, where people say long curse words. And I don't watch a lot of TV. I watch television like everyone else, everybody, you know? And so I was watching one day, it's just a little family show, I'm watching it. And the mother just, bam, bam, bam. I'm like, good God. This is public television. Because I don't watch it as much as I, as, as I used to. And I, I said, oh my goodness. And this is in family time. It used to be 7 to 9 or 9.30, 10. It was family hour. Those days are long gone. But again, Jesus talks to them. Now he talks in the 11th verse. We're going to skip down to 11. He said, how is it that you do not understand that I spoke to you not concerning bread, but that you should be aware of the leaven of the Pharisee and of the Sadducees. He says, then they understood how that he told them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of Pharisees and Sadducees. So in other words, uh, religion. The Sadducees were known as those who didn't believe in angels or an afterlife. The Pharisees were known as those who were uh, tried to live the law to the letter, but yet they took the spirit of the word. They did not, they did not receive that. They made it as though they gave a lot of rules and regulations which they did not live themselves. They built walls. It's as though Jesus says, you build walls up. You put out conditions that you won't even lift your finger to do yourself and you shackle. And this is my words. You shackle the people of God that they can't live it. He said, "You hinder them from from having a relationship with God, and this is the whole point of me speaking this morning about the heart. It's in the heart where our relationships are 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 made. It's where a man and a woman come together and understand they have a they 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 have a, a inkling of the spirit that you know what that may be something here beyond friendship. Let's pursue this, and I'm not talking about sexually uh, until they get married, but I'm talking about." They get to know each other. They talk. They find their likes and dislikes. They they walk together. Their reasons. Get, understand their thinking. And you can't do that on one date and you get married two weeks later. I know it's happened but people have done that. But on the whole, you need to know the person that you're marrying. You need to know them. And not just that some people say, well, you know what? It's just a coin flip anyway. I heard one sister say, well, you know. Some people say, I'm going to marry them. Maybe we... Stay married, maybe we get a divorce. But at least I got married. And they go off and do this. That is so... Mm. And so when you see people make shipwrecks and we wonder sometimes, why did they make that decision? Because they've heard and seen what's happening in the culture. They've heard and seen what's happening in the world. The world says marriage, "Ah, I get married, I get married seven times. And if you can be married five times as a woman in the Bible was, but you know what? After she found Jesus, after she had a relationship with Christ and found out that she really met Jesus and met the Messiah, it changed her entire life. Beloved, I come to you today saying, if you want to stay on fire with God, if you want to keep that relationship burning, if you want uh, to keep that relationship alive, put it that way, if so we don't come dead and cold and 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 lifeless, and and our relationship with God is just something that we do. God doesn't want machines. If he could have, he could have made billions of them that put a recording in it of appraising him. But he wanted free will, free-thinking people who would love him by choice. You have a choice. That's why uh Joshua told the people of God when he took over uh Took over a command, took over the command of the armies, and took over leadership of Israel. He said, "Choose you this day, whom ye shall serve. Are you going to serve God? Are you going to serve Satan? Are you going to do do the things of God and obey His word, and know that you will inherit the promise, or are you going to serve the gods of the people of the land which you go to inherit?" He said, "Put it in my words." I can't speak for you. But he said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I say unto you, have you made that decision? Have you as a couple, have you as a single woman, a single man said, Lord, there are a lot of things I want, but whether I get them or not, and this is what I've said in my heart, that my wife and I, we've said, we're going to serve the Lord. When we had little, we served God. Now we advanced in age and, 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 and gotten and advanced in time together and, and years now being married, we're going to serve God because we know the same God that was there when we first got married is there with us now, years later, and we have children and now a grandchild. He's the same God who's never failed us. He's the same God through thick and thin, through uh, uh, abundance and, uh, and, and little. He was there faithfully always blessing us through loss of our parents, through times, you know, loss of friends and and close friends. And every turn from job loss to new house, to old house, to whatever we faced, when we continue to put him first, God always showed himself faithful. Children of God, God is faithful. But it's in your heart. In the heart, with the heart, man believes. If you want to keep your relationship on God, stay in that close to where you hear him. John 16, 14 talks about, pushing rather, talks about how that the Holy Spirit, the comforter, God even sent us a comforter that will lead us, the Holy Spirit, that will lead us and guide us into all truth. And I pray that you receive something out of this message today in this little short series, this little short talk. I pray that you would go and research these scriptures and find that God is faithful and he's there for you even today, even right now. And I pray that if you don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that you would just repeat these words after me. Lord, I come to you now. Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you lived and died a sinless life. You died for me on the cross and you rose on the third day. Today, I receive you as my savior. Thank you, Lord. Come live within me. Lord God, thank you for the Holy Spirit. I pray that you will fill me, that I, O Lord God, would have that abundant love and abundant grace that the scripture spoke of. I received them all by faith. For you are a faithful God and a loving God and someone who I trust. I pray if you prayed that prayer today, Jesus is here to receive you. And I say to you, welcome to the family of God. Salvation is more than just being saved, salvation talks about your healing, your deliverance, your prosperity, your relationship, and everything the Lord wants to make you. Whole. This is Eric Hubbard today. Pastor Eric Hubbard is speaking to you about how to avoid running on empty. I pray that you will progress in the spirit. Know that Jesus is coming soon. You are If you have received Christ today or you received him 50 years ago, our redemption draws nigh. I pray for all those who hear me today. Father, thank you as all the brothers and sisters all over the world. I pray that their heart will be encouraged. Whether they, in war, turn Ukraine? Lord God, they be the, under may, may be under the oppression, oppression of dictatorship there in in in, in China, or other places in Africa, even within our own country here in the United States, where laws and people are warring against each other, Lord, tearing and gnashing on each other with words, and 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 death is in the streets, in many streets of America. Lord God, drugs and crime are everywhere. But you know what? We are the righteousness of God. We are the blessed of God. We are the healed of God. We are the delivered of God. We, as the Bible says, the righteous are bold as a lion. And we come to you today saying, fill us, Lord. Ignite us, Lord, as we walk in the power of God. We praise these things in Jesus' name. Till we meet again on Journeys in Grace.